This edition of Eternal Leadership has been brought to you by Refer.com. If you work in a field where referrals are a key part of your business and you want more clients, check out Refer.com. You can receive a free report on the five biggest referral killers. Just go to Refer.com slash Eternal Leadership. Our real key thing is to help entrepreneurial men or business leaders uh, to really have what we call extraordinary lives through outer wealth and inner significance. Welcome to Eternal Leadership, a show dedicated to equipping and inspiring leaders to accomplish what God has created in them. I'm Steve Ryder, and that was one of today's guests, Robert Mallon. Now, Robert and his partner, Bill Watkins, are the founders of Rusty Lions Academy, which is a coaching and mentoring firm for entrepreneurial men. Currently, Rusty Lions only works with men, and they explain why in the interview. And while they plan on bringing on some female coaches in the future, many of the principles that they talk about are applicable across the aisle. So here's how my partner, John Ramstead, and I got this conversation started on this edition of Eternal Leadership. All right, Steve, this morning on the Eternal Leadership Podcast, we have uh, two gentlemen who just become great friends, Bill Watkins, Robert Mallon. Welcome to the podcast, guys. Thank you. John, Thank glad you, John. to be here, buddy. Thank now, you, Steve. We're glad to be here. Now, Steve and I, as as the audience knows, we are fans of podcasts. And I'll never forget, I was scrolling <laughs> through iTunes one day, and I saw this podcast to me that just looked interesting. It was called the Rusty Lion Academy. I'm like, what is this all about? And I pulled you guys up and started listening to a few of your episodes. I'm like, man, these guys... These guys are awesome. They are dialed in, and I can just I could just hear your heart behind what you were sharing. And I reached out to you, Bill, and yes. we just started having some conversations. And then Robert yep. uh, asked me to be on his podcast, and I, I just love the work you guys are doing. So welcome. I'm really excited to dive in here. And we're excited to uh, join you in a conversation because uh, we've, as you just said, we we've become we think we're kindred spirits, and we've become good friends and. We think in many ways we're talking to the same audience, John yeah. and Steve. So we're we're glad to uh, to share our thoughts with you today. Well, I think so too. You get now. You guys have been friends a long time. I know you met through the men's ministry way back in the '90s, and you both have right. just these very interesting, uh, but but different business careers. And your whole passion right now, and Robert, you just shared it with me, is to inspire teach and equip people to pursue God's potential in their life. And that is so in right. alignment with what we're doing here. Mm. And I, you know what, maybe we could start and just have you guys just share a couple of minutes each about your background, just so people can get to know you a little bit. Why don't we start with you, Bill? And then Robert, we'll, we'll have you uh, just share a little bit next. Absolutely. Well, um, I'm, I'm happy to say that uh, in the first half of my life, um, John, I, I was part of the premier uh, military force on the planet, the United States Army. Oh, I thought you were going to say Navy, Bill. No, but, oh, no, okay. no. I knew you were going to say that just because your football team's better than ours, but but no, no, no. So anyway, I, I went to West Point, graduated, uh, was a, a arm, Army officer, left the Army for corporate America, and uh, along the that I had a foot in both in two worlds. One was the military in corporate America, and the other was world class. I was a world class cyclist um, at at the world class and Olympic level, and then um, eventually uh, became an entrepreneur. I always was an entrepreneur, but I just didn't know it, and so I launched uh, the Morena Group in the mid '90s and sold it in 2012. And now, uh, with my best treasured and lifetime friend Robert Mallon, we co-founded Rusty Line Academy. In uh, 2014, we spent a year building the business. It is a 
a coaching and mentoring firm for 30 to 49-year-old men who are business owners and business leaders who want to grow a business without screwing up their life. And then in 2015, uh, we launched it or we went public. Yeah. Public, and, that, yep. and that's me in a nutshell. If uh, We, we uh, love Sally Hogshead's fascination advantage uh, assessment. So two words that describe me are commanding authority. <laughs> and as and as a Navy man and a Top Gun, you'll you'll uh, you'll you'll understand that. Yep, sure do. How about you, Robert? Well, listen, my background: I was born and raised in Charlotte, North Carolina, and uh, fell in love in third grade to the most beautiful little girl who was two rows over from me in Mrs. Leopold's class. We got married when we were twenty-four, and we were married for twenty-six years. I lost um, lost lead to cancer back in two thousand five. And uh, anyway, primary, we had three sons. I remarried uh, 2007 to just the most. I've been blessed twice in my life with two amazing ladies. But between us, we have five kids. I had three sons from my first marriage and uh, another son and another daughter now. But I uh, worked primarily 20 some odd years in the restaurant business uh, for some nationally known big chains and um, worked all over the southeast and then worked in software for a while and then as we were talking about before the show started in 2002 I made a decision to hire a coach I was just kind of burnt out with what I was doing and he asked me a question one day he said if you could be anything in the world what would you be and when he asked that question I just gave a an answer uh, I said I'd be some sort of a professional speaker and I would help people improve their lives. And he says, well, why aren't you doing that? And I said, because I've got a wife and three kids at home and a mortgage, and I don't know how to do that. Five months later, I had left the software company and uh, things just took off. And it was the best decision of my life doing that. But it was a, a very scary time at that point. So since 2003, actually January t- 2003, I've been coaching businesses and speaking um, professionally. So that's, that's who I am in a nutshell. Well, here's why I'm really excited about having you guys on. And thanks for sharing a little bit of your background. You know, Steve and I have, uh, you know, really been talking about, you know, eternal leadership in the podcast and just the feedback we've get been getting from people. And I, I think where a lot of people are right now is what I'd call the messy middle. I, I think, you know, you're focusing on entrepreneurs 30 to 49 years old. I think our, a lot of the people listening to this are, are very similar you know, half yep. men, half women. Yep. You know, and we've had a lot of people, guys, come on that, uh, you, you know, uh, we call half timers. Uh, yep. And I think it's very important. There's, you know, a certain period of our life where we maybe have the time and the resources to really look at what does life look like that is truly significant, eternally significant. But what about some of us, just like myself and Steve, that are more kind of in the middle of that journey? That's why I call it the messy middle, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just working with one of my clients. Uh, you know, how do I, you know, his his big concerns right now is, you know, just how does he create a culture that's just really sewing in in a very positive way into the lives of everybody that works for him? How does he impact the lives of every one of their clients? You know, how do they grow this company? They, they want to grow outside of just being here in Colorado and replicate this and and grow markets, but they want to do this. He, you know, his big focus is how do I do this in a way that honors God, but also just all as you guys know as entrepreneurs, there's decisions in business that we need to make every single day that have big consequences. 
Yeah. Um, you know, and they impact our home life, our, our relationship with our, our spouse, with our kids. And there's just there's just a lot going on. And this is the the people that you focus with, you help with all the time. So I'd love to go back and, you know, let's just start. Uh, maybe Robert is just share what is the mission of the Rusty Lion Academy? And, and what is it, you know, if somebody comes and works with you and, and they've been somebody you've had a relationship with uh, a year plus, what is the outcomes that they get from that? And then let's talk about, yeah. how, you know, how we get there with people. The mission that we have with Rusty Lion Academy, we, we did, and let me even start off by this. We made a decision that we were going to be working primarily with men. And uh, we do have uh, plans down the road to have some Rusty Lionesses as coaches to to help the ladies out, but we go very, very deep with the men that we work with. And we made a decision before we even opened the business that because we go so deep, we did not want to put ourselves into a position of where we were um, at any sort of risk of anything happening, if you know what I mean by that. Mm-hmm. And saying so, we could, we did not feel comfortable going as deep as we could with women as we could with men. And there's just some things that we've, we've not experienced that our wives have experienced. So, um, we decided to go down that road, but our, our real key thing is to help entrepreneurial men or business leaders, either one, uh, to really have what we call extraordinary lives, um, through outer wealth and inner significance. So the outer wealth part would be building their businesses to the point to where, you know, they're doing better than they ever thought they could have done. They're at the mountaintop when it comes to their business. Most of the people that we start with have, they're very good, they're very talented at what they do, but they're at a point to where they don't know which way to go in their business, just like the things you were just talking about. Right, right. You know, how do I create, um, you know, a great environment, different things like that? How do I get to the next level? How can I take it out of state? But then we also, and this is something that Bill and I do, I think differently than most coaches, we're very, very into the fact that uh, business is not everything and money is not everything. And that in order to have a, a really extraordinary life, there's about nine other areas of your life that you need to get pretty darn good at. Uh, you know, we, we joke about this all the time, not really a joke, but, you know, if you have a fantastic business and get served with um, divorce, divorce papers, who cares? Or, you know, if you're if you're doing great at business and the ambulance shows up because you just had a heart attack because you're so out of shape or overweight, it's like, who the heck cares here? So we help. Or or worse, Robert, the the other thing that we've experienced with some of our clients is is that telephone call late at night about a wayward teenager. Yeah. And uh, because dad wasn't around, somehow we we lost or temporarily lost a young soul. Uh, to to a place where we wouldn't want them. Yeah. So when you put all those three things together, I mean, we, we kind of challenge <clears throat> men with a who cares that you just built a rock star business because the rest of your life is imploding. No, no man wants to go to the closing, no business owner wants to go to the closing table and get a big check and go home to chaos and disaster inside the front door. Yeah. So we, we feel that both are very, very important, and we have a very unique way of getting people to that. Bill, why don't, if it's okay, I'm going to pass it over to Bill, but talk about the, 
the process, let's say up through the first year of where they can get to and how we get them there? Well, well, John, you know, we, this, our philosophy, and I, and I know we're talking to, there could be some seekers in your audience, but, but I, I sense that we're talking to a faith-based audience. We, we, we believe that we have to work. This is especially because our audience is men. For men, this is the battlefield. This is where they go and slay dragons. They they leave the castle walls and they go out to the adventure, and it's energizing. You know, you were a fighter pilot, and, and I'm sure it took you a while to let go of that adrenaline rush as a professional pilot, fighter pilot, to move back into civilian life. But for, for us civilians, business is our battlefield, and we're not drawn to the home fires. We're drawn to the dragon sling. Yeah, but, we want to go slay the dragon so we can, you know, uh, rescue and and uh, the cherish damsel. the maiden at home, right? But Exa- lot, yeah, and a lot of us do a very poor job of actually doing both of those. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, the I know is- I have at points <clears throat> in my life. It's been a real struggle with our marriage. We've been married twenty five years, and we've had some real rocky points. And I can definitely point to when I was working sixty, seventy, sometimes ninety hours a week. At a right. startup because that I made that my priority and yeah. and and looking back on it, um, there were better ways to do it. But at the time, I didn't know a better way to do it. I didn't have right. the mentorship, the counsel, the coaching to actually find you know some excellence uh, in in more areas of my life than just what I was focusing on. Yeah. I would say, John, um, m- maybe they weren't there, but in my personal case. Sometimes they were there and I did not listen. Mm-hmm. I can remember Colonel Kaggins. I, I can remember my father. I can remember some other influ- influential men in my life who were passing messages to me that were key. And I would not listen because in my own mind, I was Superman. And I was not a Superman two words. I was a Superman one word. And that's a fictional character that doesn't exist. But in my mind, it was a reality. And I didn't listen. So... What Robert and I talk about and, and how we begin to, how we want to guide men, whether they're our paid coaching clients, whether they're part of one of our masterminds or whatever, or whether they just read our free content, our hypothesis, we believe, is a reality, and it's this. We're talking to men who are fives or sixes or even sevens in life. We're not talking to, you know, ones or twos. We're talking to, the, to superstars, And they've tackled huge, um, especially in the business world, they've tackled huge projects and they're contributing and they're energized and they have talent and they have past success and they have gifts and strengths. These are rock star men. But here's what we know. Whether they let us in on the secret or whether they don't, we know that they're limping. And by that, what I mean is, Life, John, and I know you'll agree with this uh, because of your accident, life throws things at us, business throws things at us that are bigger than our gifts, talents, strengths, our, our expertise, and our past experiences. And what most men, and what I did, and I think, Robert, this is what you and I talk about a lot because you did it too, most men throw more time, more energy, more hard work, and they get the exact same result, which is not plowing through those huge obstacles. And they start limping. They start losing their health, losing their relationships. Their business doesn't grow as much as, as it should. And, but, but they don't see it. And what we do in our content, and this is what Robert was talking about, 
in that year, you know, our relationships, we have relationships that are a year. We have relationships that are four or five, six, seven years. Uh, people just want us, uh, want us alongside them as every man should have some sort of mentor. But that process is to awaken in them this life, this business that God is calling them to and then pointing out to them and this is a full life, the holistic life that we talked about, business and the extraordinary life. But because of who they are as men, because they are supermen, talented men, they have a blind spot, which is they're not they they need to move in in the left side of the path and they're continuing to walk down the right side. And what we do is we awaken that in them, then empower them, we guide them. They're capable of guiding themselves, but but in that first year, help them Robert, get focused. Help help them get focused on just a very few amount of things. It right. sounds like we're talking about a lot of different things, but no, it's no, 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 no. So, yeah, the, the, John, you've heard Steve. I'm sure you've read the book also. Uh, the the uh, the one thing Gary Keller, mm-hmm. like great book. You know, right inside the front cover, it says, "If you chase two rabbits, you'll catch neither one." You know, we we totally believe that. Totally right. believe that. So. We always go after one or two parts of the business. We always do these also in 90-day increments, so every three months we're changing things up. But uh, one or two things in the business that they need to work on, but then we also go after one, maybe two things outside of the business, uh, examples being health or family or spiritual or community or fun and recreation or just – and they don't even think about that kind of stuff because they're so busy on the um, – you know, so we determine where is the one need that they need to work on outside of business, and then we help them make pretty dramatic improvement in a very short amount of time, and then we change it. And, and right. John, I'll, I'll say one more thing, and I, I'm going to shut up here. But if you remember the plate spinners, I don't, I, you guys. Yeah, we've all seen them on the late night shows. Yeah, right? on the late. You know, well, it's it's basically keeping the plate afloat. And, but they don't know which plate they need to be going after. So we help them determine that and then make a great plan on how to take that up to the next level. Well, Bill, you were just talking about a blind spot. And I would think that yes. having some clarity, some awareness on even what that blind spot is, right. for us as you know, as busy people to actually slow down and work on some other areas of our life other than right. business or strategic planning or turnover, some of the things that occupy our mind a lot of times. So here's my question is, what is that blind spot? Is there something that's in common with a lot of these people as you work with them? And how do you create awareness? How do you start? Well, I had this, I I even had this conversation uh, coming back from uh, breakfast uh, with a potential client today. And I was on the phone with a young man. He's not our client, but he has a coach. And uh, he had a setback in his business uh, earlier this year, and we were going to go fishing uh, this week. And and he was relaying to me uh, this conversation he had with his coach about how this setback is holding him back still, and it happened back in May. And this is a, a young, talented professional, probably a 40, who has an incredible amount of horsepower and gifting. And one of his strengths is being able to make everything personal. He truly cares. He's a real estate agent. And when and we were his clients, which is how we became friends. And 
you can just feel that this guy is totally engaged in your world. And it's a talent that few people have. For a lot of people, it's just business. But here's the conversation we had. I said, listen, your strength, one of your strengths is you take things personal. But when you take any strength to its extreme, it becomes a blind spot. So here's the answer to your question. I think blind spots are not weaknesses. Like, I can't sing. Um, I'm not good with detail. These are, I guess you could call them weaknesses of mine. But I am a guy who has historically been able, I have incredible focus and drive. I'm an achiever, Gallup strength finder, achiever. You know what? That has not, that has served me well 80% of my life and 20% not. Why? Because I don't know when to turn around from something that I shouldn't fix. And that becomes a blind spot for me. And I need people like Robert Mallon to go, dude, we need to have a conversation or my wife or my kids or something. Somebody needs to go, you do not see this. That's what happens with talented men, talented professionals who have great strengths is Mm. the tendency is that their blind spot is actually their greatest strength. It's just taken to an extreme. So when you're thinking about blind spots, both of you, um, and I can see the direct connection on how that can work with the concept of outer wealth, right? Where is that impacting me, you know, as I'm operating in this world, who I'm, who I'm being, what I'm doing, where does that link into what you call inner significance? And you really Mm -hmm. start working on the, the person of who we are and who God created us to be. Mm. Good question. I'll I'll tee it up, and then I'm going to let Robert hit this one out of the park. We believe that every man that comes to us, whether they're just reading our content or whether they're probing or whether they want to have a mentor, whether they're considering us as their mentor, we believe every man was created by God on purpose for a purpose. Mm -hmm. And we believe these men deep down in their gut feel that. Ask a man about their future. We have this exercise called the 25-year desired future. So Robert talked about our talent and helping people accomplish very specific and meaningful goals every 90 days. But it's always pointing to a final destination and that's the 25-year desired future. Take, step into our time machine. We want you to jump out into your future 25 years from now and we want you to look backwards and define that future as an I am and I have not I will it's a I am or I have and John we encourage our clients to really spend a lot of time on this because you know why and especially our Christian clients God is going to speak to them on where he wants them 25 years from now 50 years from now and we're pointing themselves and you know what these men talk about They say, I want to know that I made a difference. I want to know that my life mattered. And you know what that is? That is the inner significance part of their life, talking to them. That's their future calling them. And that's the purpose that God designed them to be. And Robert, of all the people I know, has this incredible gift of actually seeing that future and helping a man paint in the lines and put color to it. And I don't know how he does it. He's going to tell you now because I would love to learn the formula. 
but he does it so well. <laughs> I, I was just about to ask that, Robert. How do you get to the middle? Well, wow, thanks a lot, Bill. No, <laughs> let me let me just throw this out. Some ideas that are you know coming up here, but totally agree with what Bill says on. We we truly believe that God created every person on this planet on purpose for a purpose. And that's what we feel like our mission is, is to help people get there. But here's what we find. And here's here's an answer, John, to your question. Almost everybody that we run into, as a matter of fact, I would say 100 percent of the time people get in these comfort zones. And I want you to picture a comfort zone as being like a five foot circle. And it seems that people get in that comfort zone. Usually they start drifting towards that comfort zone when they get out of school. So maybe they're, you know, 19 years old or 22 or 24 years old, whatever. And they get stuck in there and that they look out and they see where they could go, but they're afraid to put a foot outside of the comfort zone. Bill alluded to something that we are both very, very involved with, which is the fascination report. Uh, Sally Hogg said, but my two words are inspired results, inspired results. And that's who I am. And that's not something that I made up. That's the words that they gave me that my personality revolves around. So for whatever reason, I can take people and help people see what's outside of that comfort zone. And then in a way of safety, and I really think this, I'm not even going to say this is me. I think this is just a God thing and that God uses both Bill and I to help people do this. We're just the conduit, basically. But go after that inspired result in different areas of their lives so that just within, you know, a year or two years, they're doing things that they never would have done by themselves and never would have thought of doing because it's so far out of the comfort zone for him. But because uh, Bill and I Bill and I are doing a podcast this afternoon on um, being on belay and how people need mentors in their life. And so if I could just bring this up, Steve, I don't know where you live. Where do you live? Colorado Springs. Okay. Well, both of you will totally get this. But Bill just climbed the, the Grand Teton. You guys live out there in the mountains. I live in the mountains of North Georgia. So ours aren't quite like yours, but they're pretty dang nice, you know, have done a lot of rappelling, a lot of mountain climbing and stuff like that. When you're tied into other men, if you slip and fall, they can arrest your fall. But if you're climbing by yourself and you slip and fall, you're going to go over the cliff and it could be catastrophic what happens to you. And so in, in our own way, Bill and I supplied the lifeline to them or the line of belay with them so that they're safe when they're climbing to their own personal mountaintop experience. And we're also very good. And I believe, again, this is just a God thing. We can see the path. I don't even know how to say that without sounding prou proud other than to say, that's a total God thing that we can see a very clear path to help these people go down and help them get there. And it blows my mind sometimes because we always right. pray, you know, <clears throat> even if the person's not a Christian, Bill and I always pray before every session, always. If we know right. they're a Christian, we'll pray with them. But we come up with stuff that we just go, oh my gosh, how did that come? You know, and we know where it came from. It wasn't us. Right. It was just a thought that God gave us or whatever. So, 
Well, let's, let's let's build on this metaphor because here's what I'm thinking. You know, I'm, I, you know, right in front of me is this wall, this big cliff that I want to climb, and I'm on belay, and I have you there, and and right. I can you can help me look at the path up here. But here's the bigger question: is that I think gets a lot of people stuck. Am I climbing up a path that's leading to the top of the right mountain? Yeah, right. And you're Ooh. talking about a 25 year plan. Right. And I and I think when you know when we start and you know the conversations I have with with my clients and we're talking about getting the you know that self awareness their their right. spiritual gifts their values their strengths those parts of their life where they can just see these bright moments the passion has come out and you know maybe those are areas I want to work in and but when I start moving kind of up the ladder to the bigger picture right my my mission you know what I want to be doing then my purpose, how I want to be doing that, but really the vision I have for my life. What is this direction? What is this outcome I want? What's my personal why? That mountain that I want to be trying to summit at this point in my life. Right. And, and I think some of those, for a lot of people, those seem so big and aspirational. And, and, and Robert, you shared before we got on the call that you really spent some time to really create that that mission statement, mm-hmm. really determining that that direction. And that was something that you did very intentionally over three months working with somebody to help you do that. You know, so if somebody's sitting there, they're looking at, you know, they're climbing on the wall, they understand the path for what they're at right now, and they're trying to figure out, am I climbing the right mountain? What does it look like in my life? Where where do you help somebody who's right who's there right now? So let me tee it up and then let Bill hit it out of the park this time. <laughs> we'll see, Bill. Okay. We believe that you should be working where your greatest strengths are and the intersection of where your greatest passion is also. Right. And so we put them through in the first several months, three separate, uh, what would we call them, Bill? Assessments. Uh, the strengths finders the fascination report, and also something called the PI, which is the predictive index, which is really kind of like DISC or Myers-Briggs on steroids. It's just super, super intense. We have three experts that are basically world-renowned that go through these reports with each coaching client that we have and teach them how they can apply those to their lives. And so they start to learn what are their strengths. They start to also learn what are their passions. And it starts to open up ideas for them. And then in safety, through a lot of questions, a lot of dialogue, a lot of just great conversation with them, they start to open up. When I said those words, John, years ago, back in 2002, I would be some sort of a speaker and I would help people improve their lives. I actually wrote that down that day. And that was the furthest thing from what I was, but that was exactly where I needed to be. And this guy made it safe for me to actually put that down there. And then with a plan, five months later, again, I was completely doing a different career and doing something that was very quick, but it actually worked out quite well. Yeah. And so just that, that intersection of the, uh, greatest strength and greatest passion and helping them get there and using not just our word, but world-renowned assessments to help them get to that point. Bill, you take think, it from there. Yeah, we, we were talking the other day about character and leadership, and we were saying um, that a, a business owner who by default is a leader or a business leader uh, maybe working in a company, the most important thing that they have to do right out of the box is get to know themselves, you know, 
I think it was Socrates who said, "Know thyself." Know thyself. And, and so we we these assessments are our our uh, magical uh, key to enlightening a leader, a business owner about who they are. And as they begin to dive deep inside themselves, the, we begin through a Socratic questioning style. We're not here to give somebody a magic formula. We're here to extract out of them what already exists that they don't see right now. And so, John, um, and we take them through one more exercise that is really key, and it's their personal top their top 10 personal values and priority. Yeah. These are what, these are the compass that guide their life, whether they know it or not. And I do not think there has been any client that we've ever asked said, do you know your top 10 personal values, your lighthouse values in priority? And I don't think we ever had anyone say yes. No, no. So it's there. They knew what the values were because they were acting by them, but but they couldn't actually put them down on paper and they write were a paragraph acting, about them. They were not acting on them, actually. Right. Many times they weren't acting on them, and it caused... Um, Dis- uh, discord. Yeah, very much in their lives because they weren't following what their real values were. So, well, John, you know, I think, too, when you're <clears throat> when you're at the point you know, as you mature spiritually and your identity really starts starts over time to really come from that relationship with Christ. Mm. Uh, and it's something, you know, I'm still working on. But when that identity is coming from the world, the approval of others, what people say about us, right. you, know, e- you know, even our spouse, things like that, uh, that tends to actually, you know, we're looking at what we could do to conform to that to get, you know, fulfilled with that feedback that we're getting from the world and from business. And what I think that lends us to do is actually have what I call should values. These mm. are the values I think I should have because yeah. it's going to please the people in this moment. And I think whenever we feel anxiety or angst or stress in our life, if you really take the time and dig deep, you, you, you'll you find that there's something, one of those core values you guys just talked about that you're violating in some way and you might not even be aware of it. And, and I agree with you, starting with that, uh, with those truly what those core values are and how they're being lived out in your life right now is one of the one of the best and most productive first mm-hmm. steps for anybody to do whether they're going to do it on their own or work with a, a, a you know a men's group forum bible study but right. as, as a place to start I would just really recommend with people that's where I start with all my clients is is their core values because that helps us inform everything else because I believe it's when God knitted us together and created mm-hmm. us, it's those core values that he put in us. And when mm-hmm. we honor those in our life, um, even though you know externally we're still going to go through the storms and the tempests and the health challenges yeah, and right. the setbacks, but we can, you know, and, and I think happiness is an external thing given to us, but joy is something mm-hmm. we can have when, we, when we're in alignment internally you're talking about inner significance especially with what you know that awareness of what god has created in us and why he created us then all of a sudden even with these even just going through my accident uh and you know and the recovery and the surgeries and i have another surgery coming up because things haven't gone very well in my my head and neck area um but you know living a life of joy regardless of external circumstances Mm -hmm. is a place we'd probably all love to be right and we're all striving for but we, we, we don't know how to get there. And and I and so I love what you guys are talking about. I think it's just so perf on point. John, just to show you, and I know you can't probably see that, but I've got them on my phone, my top ten values in life. Right. And I've had these probably since two thousand four, two thousand five. So it's been ten, eleven years now. But I look at these 
all the time just to go, okay, am I doing this? Like my number five is nature. And if I go for more than a week or two without being out in nature, man, I start to feel it. But I can go because I'm so busy. I can go without doing that. So that makes me think, okay, Saturday morning I need to go hiking. I got to get out there. I got to go do that stuff. So I think it's important for your listeners to have those in front of them where they can see them all the time and then think, am I living congruently? And that's the word with what my values are. And I think you brought up a great point. If you're really in touch with those core values, my guess is those uh, that list you made 11 years ago hasn't changed, has it? Hasn't changed at right. all. Not, not right. at all. It's been the same. And I look at it going, okay, should I change it? It's like, nope. It's exactly what it is. You know, it's right. exactly what it is. So, no, I right. think the priority of maybe how those are showing up in your life at different times, they can change. Like sure. right now, maybe nature needs to be at the top because I need to, you know, create some margin time, re-energize because I know I'm going into a new project, you know, but right. maybe then integrity moves to the top of the list. So I, I can see the priority changing over time, but I don't think that core list, once you really connect with it, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be something that's going to be, uh, I call it the true North. It's going to guide you from here all the way through that 25 year plan until God calls you home. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. so John, <clears throat> the, the answer to your question, I think we've, we've kind of unpacked in a conversation, which is how do I know that I'm climbing the right mountain? Yeah. I think you, you reveal that through this Socratic introspective process, but I wanted to say one thing at, at, at Rusty Lion Academy, Robert and I are committed Christians, and we have been for a long time, and, and our faith is very, very important uh, to us, and we do our best to not necessarily talk about it, but to live it. That's our, that's our ministry, is to live it. But Rusty Lion Academy doesn't necessarily uh, uh, seek to attract, you know, just a Christian audience. We believe that, that um, God is going to call to the business, to our clientele, to our listeners, to our readers, wh whomever uh, uh, he wants, yeah. wherever we can contribute in their life. And so, you know, I have no idea right now the, uh, the, the, the worldview of, of our audience, but I know that their worldview is, is, is something that they deep down in their gut feel. And so as you're looking towards your mountain, there's a question that gnaws in a man's life. And it's, well, there's three questions, and your worldview begins to answer those sometimes. It's, where did I come from? Um, why am I here, which is the mountain? And then your worldview usually tries to answer for you, where am I going after I die? And the operative a part of that, which is the mountain that's in front of the man, how do you choose that is why am I here? And this gnaws at everyone. I'm not excluding women with this, but we just speak to men. And John, I think it's through this combination of the values, the assessments, the, the Socratic questioning. And then we, we don't, you know, I have a client or we both have clients who worldview has never come up. We, we believe a life category is called belief. You have to believe in something. Even if you're an atheist, you believe in something. And so we believe you have to believe in something, but it's in the questioning of why am I here that you begin to define the mountain that you need to point yourself to. Now, Robert and I do pray for every client. We believe every client that comes to us is a sacred engagement, that God led them to us. How they come to us always amazes us. 
but we believe that there's a purpose for us in their life. And whether it's us or whether it's you, John, or whether it's any mentor, guide, coach, <clears throat> meaningful other in a, in a man or a woman's life, they're there for a specific purpose. And I believe the purpose is either define or confirm that mountain that they need to scale, which will be part of God's plan mm -hmm. and which will be defining the life that matters and making a, a difference in the world. You know, as you're talking, Bill, I, I was just, I had so many thoughts going through my head, but uh, you know what you're really talking about, uh, you know, in some of these things, like what mountain I need to climb, I don't necessarily think we have to answer that right away if I'm understanding you. What you're talking about is if I can really get some clarity on just what are some things that I can do right now. Everything builds yeah. on the next thing, right? In this season of our life, you know what? Maybe if I just get to the top of this this foothill or this peak in front of mm -hmm. me in this season of my life, and I do it well, both internally and externally, that's going to prepare me for a little bit of clarity right. of right. which needs to be next and which needs to be next. So I think a lot of people get stuck. It's almost like I need to answer that question before I can really go out and, and live this full life that Christ talks about. It's really ready. Time. It's ready, fire, aim. Ready, right. fire, aim. Just keep and, going. And it's the, the uh, I was just sitting here thinking, John, you know, you look at all the great men of the Bible and every one of them had that crisis of belief. Every single one of them. And we look at them and go, no, they had it all together. No, they did not. You look at Abraham and Moses and David and all those guys, man, they struggled all the time with what am I supposed to be doing? You know, so we're no different. It's just they continue to take steps in the right direction. And that's where I think the mentoring part is so important is to have somebody to your right and to your left helping you move forward in, the, in at least the right direction step by step. I mean, we've, we've had conversations, John, with, with clients where we said, listen, <clears throat> you trust us, is that right? And I go, implicitly, yes. Is this what we're telling you to do or to think about or whatever uncomfortable for you to the point where you almost don't want to do it? And they go, absolutely. And then we go, can you trust us enough to at least take that first step? Yeah. And I think, John, and, and – um, kind of amplifying what Robert said. Abraham did that. Moses did that. David did that. Paul did that. Uh, Peter did that. Um, you know, Jesus walked up to the fishermen and said, follow me. And they dropped what they were doing, said goodbye to their father and marched off. So I think it's once you get confirmation, John, I think it is. You just, you don't need to have it crystal clear, concise, crisp and all that, but you know, you need to have a general feeling, but most of all, you just need to trust mm. and then take that first step forward. Well, you know, something I learned through really my journey, and it's still a journey I'm on, uh, which was very counterintuitive to me uh, as I was first getting awareness of it, but it's that action begets clarity. Yeah. Mm. And as I start moving, Good. if I just, you know, I might not know the destination other than, you know, I think I generally need to be heading west or definitely, you know, toward toward this peak, whatever it is next. But as I start working on the little things that allow me to just make this first part of my journey and do it in a way that's honoring God and it's excellent, it's working in my strengths, working in my values, all of a sudden I start getting clarity for, you know, all of a sudden I get to a fork in the road. Do I go left or right? You know, it's a small first decision. 
And I always talk yes. about with my kids, we have an A and a B decision. <clears throat> the A decision is the right decision, but sometimes it's harder. It's it's uh, yeah. it's not as clear. I might need some counsel, you know, with yep. with, with my brothers, with my friends, with my right. pastor, with my wife. Uh, right. And the B decision, you know, it's kind of sticking in those old habits that you guys were talking about early on, the things that... You know, those strengths that become my blind spot, I'm good at it. Therefore, I'm just going to keep doing it, hoping, and hope isn't a very good strategy, I found out. No, <laughs> that, that but it, it is necessary. Out. It but, is necessary. But as we get to each of these decision points in our life, and, and we're putting our life in action, and we can make more A decisions than B decisions, uh, over time, as you talked about this 25-year plan, the velocity and the, and the joy that you're going to get as you move toward that uh, is just going to be magnified incredibly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Totally. totally, totally another. Good. Another. Another idea is just uh, thinking about it every morning. I think just such a, a super important thing is spending some time down on your knees, just praying and asking God to help you along the path of that day. And you know, when you really think about it, success is nothing more than a whole bunch of really good days put together. And so if you're getting clarity from God through the day and you're listening to his voice and, you know, really trying to stay connected to him, you're going to make those A decisions as opposed to those B decisions. And I think a lot of those just have to do with our values also. So, Well, so yeah. as, we, as we wrap up and people have been listening to this, what final thoughts would you guys like to, to leave with people if they've, as they've heard this conversation? Well, John, um, my final thought is this, 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 this duo process of spending uh, a time defining your 25-year desired future where God is calling you and allowing your future to manifest itself into when you close your eyes, you can actually feel what it likes to live it, to realizing that you are in the present moment 25 years from that future and that you need to, in the next 90 days, take these very specific steps uh, the Gary Keller one thing um, sort of approach. And so um, what I'd like to offer, I'm inspired to say, hey, John, we can create a little gift page for uh, your audience and we'll we'll put the templates um, that our paid coaching clients use, the goal setting process, we'll put a little video that, we, that they watch and we'll put this 25 year desired future template there. And they can do that for themselves um, which uh, we believe is a starting point um, to, to this magical process of yeah. scaling the right mountain and then actually summiting. If you'd like to learn more about Rusty Lions Academy, just go to eternalleadership.com slash 090. We'll have all those links and more eternalleadership.com slash 090. This edition of Eternal Leadership has been brought to you by Refer.com. When my partner was building a $300 million book of business, he used spreadsheets, calendars, CRM, etc. to manage relationships and get business and referrals. Refer.com has automated all that work in relationship management. Both John and I use Refer.com and we can't recommend it highly enough. Very soon, like by the end of this week, you'll be able to try it for free for 21 days. Refer.com slash eternal leadership. And as I said at the top, if you go to refer.com slash eternal leadership, you can receive a free report on the five biggest referral killers. Refer.com slash eternal leadership. Next time on Eternal Leadership, we'll speak with Dr. John Townsend. For John Ramstead, I'm Steve Ryder, and thank you for listening to Eternal Leadership. <laughs> <laughs>